0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Aguilera Track Battle. Hey! Hey! Hello everyone, you are listening to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things XDN. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. Somebody, somebody. And that's going up against Ain't no other man. Hmm, two very different songs here. So, we're taking it back Nostalgia Central to an album track of the debut album and then we've got a lead single with one of the most iconic ad-libs of all time. So, let's first start talking about Somebody Somebody. So, This track is track number eight on the debut album as appears on the track list and it was released in 1999 on the debut album entitled Christina Aguilera. So this song was written by Diane Warren who also wrote um, I Turn To You which ended up being released as the third single on the album Uh, and it was also produced by Chris Kello both with a K. 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 Before the Kardashians were popular. Hey! you're the trendsetter out there. Um, and Diane Warren is known for some absolutely amazing songs, um, amazing, amazing pop songs. Uh, songs like I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith, Can't Fight the Moonlight by Liam Rimes, Unbreak My Heart, Tony Braxton, If I Could Turn Back Time. You know, she's a Grammy winner, um, Oscar winner. Um, to have her on board for the debut album um, for Christina is a pretty amazing feat, um, I'm, I'm assuming by the record label. Um, so, really really good songwriter here um and somebody somebody is sort of this um very um teen pop um, and it fits very well with the late 90s teen pop explosion um it's sort of a song that you'll sort of get like over the credits of a 90s teen high school flick or maybe even the part of the film as well um so it really sort of lends itself well to the time that it was released in and this song will always um sort of make me laugh especially the beginning of it um the chimes at the beginning of the song especially. Um, I remember having a CD player uh, back in the day uh, that sort of was a little bit faulty or a little bit temperamental and for this track it always used to skip those beginning chimes again and again so all you would hear is bling 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 and to me that just one really makes me laugh (laughs) and two it sort of takes me back to these nostalgic times where we were listening to music in very, very different ways that we're listening to music today uh, on CD players, cassettes, um, Walkmans, that sort of thing. Now everything's just so quickly accessible. A uh, few taps on your screen and you've got the song there playing out of your phone. Um, but back in the day, we had to deal with all of this, chewed up cassettes and skipping CDs. So, you know, you can relate if you are... A 90s kid like me. Um, But this song is just absolutely brilliant just because um, it has that teen pop vibe but it also has this big R&B twist on it Um, and I love the harmonies um, especially in the chorus. It's very very pleasing to the ear when she harmonises and she does it so well, so 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 well. It's like liquid gold when it hits your ear, the way that she harmonises her vocals together. She is on point when it comes to things like this and like I said it's one of the album tracks um, on the debut album that sort of really amps up this R&B vibe um, and it just shows how well, especially early on in the career as well, how well Christina can ride an R&B beat so well and this is what I really love about her as a vocalist is she just rides a beat really really brilliantly and sort of lets her vocals complement the beat as well um, and you know sort of half, over halfway in this song there's a, a sort of a breakdown Um, and there's this chant where it sort of switches up to this R and B vibe. Um, it almost reminds me a bit of a bit like "So Emotional," which is one of the other tracks on uh, the album. um It's sort of like four minutes onwards. There's dramatic violins and these chimes and stuff, which I really really like. And down tempo R and B, or even R and B in particular, is a genre that I think Christina suits really well. And I'd like to see her explore that a lot more. I mean, we did see it a lot more on Liberation, the studio album released in two thousand and eighteen. And it was just about this sort of vibe and um, sort of letting the feelings just take over and fully immersing yourself into the feel of the song and the way that the emotions it's supposed to evoke from you. And Christina's sort of not really done that up until Liberation um, because we've known her as a vocalist and we've known the vocals to take a forefront. So to sort of let the music and the background instrumental take a bit more of a forefront, very, very refreshing on the ears. And I'd like to see her do that more. So we've been looking at favourite lyrics and favourite parts of the song. I think we know what my favourite part of the song is. It's the breakdown where it switches up the R&B vibe. But for me, the favourite lyric is spending all of my time on me where there is someone who I can give my time to. I like that it still focuses on spending time on yourself, but being happy and willing to share that with somebody special. And it's like a good balance. Christine has always been very much like that when she's spoken about relationships, is that yes she is the woman but she is also in control of her own destiny and how she does things and how she records and she's not gonna let she's not gonna let any man tell her what to do and i like that because she has always been so headstrong um, even earlier on in her career when she probably wasn't recognizing it as much um, and then she started to recognize it with the recording of the second album stripped um but you know, she's always been like that, which I really, really like, and the album tracks on the debut album are very nostalgia-inducing, you know, So Emotional, um, Somebody, Somebody, Love for All Seasons, they're all very, um, they all evoke something um, that sort of take you back to those sort of late 90s, very carefree, simple times, maybe naive, maybe less knowledgeable about the world, but, you know, they do say, that's what people say back in the day, things were a lot more simple. And, you know, those uh, teen pop songs, these teen pop explosion songs, um, you know, especially Christina, do take me back to that simpler time. And it's why I always love listening to the debut album once in a while um, to get that nostalgic feeling back uh, because everyone loves nostalgia. It's something that people buy into a lot more these days uh, because it does remind them of those simpler times. And, and Somebody, Somebody is a track that sort of very much ticks the box. Um, for a nostalgia-inducing track. So, let's move on to talking about Ain't No Other Man. So, Ain't No Other Man is a staple song in Christina's discography. It is one of the songs that if you think about Christina, you will straight away think of this song. Um, and it was the lead single off the third studio album, Back to Basics, which was released in 2006. And it was written by Christina, Cara Diagardi, DJ Premier, Harold Beatty, and Charles Roman. And it was produced by DJ Premier. And DJ Premier is known um, from the hip hop group Gangstar. Uh, he's sort of considered one of the biggest and best hip hop producers of all time. And he's worked with people like Jay-Z, and Mos Def, and Christina got in touch with him um, to come on board to be one of the main producers of the first disc of Back to Basics. And I remember DJ Premier uh, in an interview, uh, I think it was maybe near at the time or maybe after the time, and he has said it since, um, saying how surprised he was when he got the call to collaborate, um, as their musical audiences are so different. Christina primarily being a pop artist in the mainstream and DJ Premier being in hip hop, but he sort of really related to the sounds that she wanted to be inspired by. And Christina's known to, uh, when she is recording or when she's starting to record and gathering ideas for recording, to really sort of delve into the world. She's a visionary she has mood boards and she likes to burn CD mixtapes and I think she actually sent a CD mixtape over to potential collaborators like DJ Premier of stuff that she wanted to be inspired by or maybe even sample or maybe even you know reproduce in some way Um. so I think on this mixtape there are songs like Aretha Franklin, um, Etta James of course who she's very much inspired by, Marvin Gaye um, and you know having to collaborate with someone like DJ Premier is very outside the box. And this is what I like about Christina. She's not going to go with your collaborators that are working with absolutely everybody. She will work with somebody and people that will get her vision. And if you're not getting that vision, then you ain't getting in. Um, but I love that, um, you know, hip hop and pop, don't sort of have this massive crossover and you can still see it online when you read comments, uh, you know, under YouTube videos and things like that, that it still surprises hip hop fans that DJ Premier and Christina work together and they have continued to work together. They've got a very good relationship together, um, which I really, really like. I think she referred to him as sort of like a big brother at one point, which is really cool. Um, So Ain't No Other Man. Um, it's sort of this very feel-good, high-energy pop song incorporating the soul, blues, and jazz music that Christine has been inspired by. Um, and she said it's inspired by her fun music. It's the music she used to listen to when she was younger. Um, and the lyrical content is inspired by her love for Jordan Bratman, who was a husband at the time. She just married a year prior to releasing Back to Basics. So she was recording the album, um, you know, producing the album, and also getting married at the same time. And it was a complete musical departure from the previous sounds of Stripped, where we had this sort of pop record with R&B influences, rock influences, um, neo-soul influences, um, and we were going into a completely new musical direction, new musical era, new image, new look, where it was this 20s, 30s, 40s inspired album. Um, And you know, at this time, she was zigging where everyone else was zagging, because everyone was doing sort of pop R&B at the time, 2005-2006, and she was coming out with this brand new sound, and this is what I really like, she just doesn't give a crap, and she will do what she artistically feels is what she wants to do, and the song Ain't No Other Man, I mean, the beat, I think um, the story was that DJ Premier was sort of just messing around with beat samples in the studio and Christina heard this sort of fast, fast fast-paced instrumental and knew straight away that's what she wanted to be. Um, as the lead single. And so it was released as the lead single um, and it went to number six in, in the Billboard Hot 100 in America and it also went to number two in the UK, beaten off at the time by a big summer song that was in the UK at the moment, uh, which was Shakira, uh, Hips Don't Lie with Wycliffe Sean. So some very, very good tracks out at the time, but absolutely brilliant hit for her. And the song itself completely encompasses the first disc's vision um, of sort of using throwback sounds with a modern day twist and having a beat driven focus with samples and record scratches and things like that in there and like a lot of the songs on Disc One there is sampling in Ain't No Other Man um, as undertaken a lot in hip-hop. She's really delved well into this world and has understood it so well and has delivered it in her Christina package. So there's two samples in Ain't No Other Man. There is The Sissy's Thing uh, by The Soul Seven and that sample is the do your thing honey Mm. uh, with the woman before the chorus and then we've got Hippy Skippy Moonstrut by Dave Cortez and the Moon People and that's sort of is the base of the horn samples and a lot of the drum instrumentals as well and then it's just been given um it's just been completely amped up by dj premiere and um, to create this really cool sort of break beat um horn inspired jazz inspired song absolutely brilliant um i remember before the song was released how sort of very highly anticipated it was because 2002 was the last studio recording and she'd done side projects in between but we were getting these teasers of this new jazz inspired album and fans were getting really really excited really anticipating it and it was we were getting all these facts sort of that were being drip fed to us um you know one of the facts was how this was one of her fastest songs to date at 132 beats per minute um very specific fact but i remember thinking wow this is a fast song like i cannot wait to hear it um and the the main thing that sort of sticks out about Ain't No Other Man is how powerful the vocals are. So 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 powerful. This is the song that she was making a statement with i am back i am a vocalist i'm a force not to be reckoned with Um, and of course we can't talk about the song without talking about the opening run and the opening ad lib is one of our most recognized ad libs it's one that's emulated and people will always associate it with christina aguilera and i love the way that she changes it up live when it comes to the intro she's added a lot more flourishes to it in terms of notes and vocals she extends the peak of the ad lib for ages. Um, If you look at the recent videos of her from like the X tour and the experience, um, I love how when she actually proper goes into it, you can see the dancers like, damn, or going like, oh, just stop it because she's just that good. Um, I remember when I saw it in uh, Manchester um, at the X tour and it just went on for ages and my mouth just sort of hit the floor. I was just like, wow, I'm seeing this live and in person and i went to see the experience in vegas she was like like a few feet away from me because i was in the pit and i saw her do it right in front of me and you can't put it into words how amazing it is to see this woman sing live especially her most recognized ad lib it's just absolutely brilliant And speaking of the way that she changes it up live, I love the way that she does the outro as well, because in the studio version, it just sort of fades out. But um, in uh, live situations, she's either stopped it, but then there's this extended outro where the backing singers come in and start doing their ad libs. And there's this big sort of crescendo with a big band style finish. And I really love that. That is just absolutely brilliant because she suits it so well. I would love to hear a studio version of that um, at some point. I think that's so good. I mean, like with the big band, and everything she belongs on the stage you can see her voice just belongs there Um, and speaking of the stage speaking of live performances um one of the best performances that she has done um that is considered by fans is the one she did of ain't no other man at the mtv movie awards in 2006 and because it was such this spectacle and vibrant performance and she'd not done a live performance in a while so this was sort of very highly anticipated performance and boy did she knock it out of the park we knew she was back after a couple of years away from the spotlight um and it was sort of this um big stage that uh, the circular stage which was designed to look like um, a- an old vinyl record from the 20s 30s 40s um and it sort of set um, the start of the era, and she sort of came out, did the ad lib, um, and, um, you know, with the dance routine, all the dances, it was absolutely brilliant, um, and then she also, um, another favourite performance of mine is one she did in the jazz club, Coco uh, Jazz Club in London, um, to promote the album, when it was coming out, it's a very intimate venue, I don't think the venue is open anymore, Um, but that for me, the reason why it's one of my favourites is because it would be so good to see her in an intimate venue um, because her voice would just be so different compared to like a stadium arena setting uh, where we've used to been seeing her quite a lot. And um, I really like that she was looking at intimate venues and I'd love to see her do an intimate venue tour at some point later on in her career when she's done way more albums. Her voice would just be absolutely brilliant to see in sort of this smoky blues bar venue it'd be really really cool i mean the vegas um residency is quite intimate especially if you're in the pit because the dancers and she does come out and sort of interact with the crowd very well but I'm thinking more, more intimate than this. Now, of course, as it was released as a single, uh, we have to talk about the music video and what a music video this is. It was directed by Brian Barber and it also features the track, I Got Trouble, which is on the second disc of Back to Basics. And it's sort of, the, the I Ain't No the Man is sandwiched in between excerpts from that track at the beginning and at the end. Um, and this music video sort of gave birth to this new look and the era uh, gave birth to persona Baby Jane, um, the persona that was adopted by Christina for this album, that uh, nickname was actually coined by Nelly uh, when they were filming Tilt Your Head Back and when they worked on Tilt Your Head Back together. Um, so thank you very much Nellie. Um, it was a great nickname, it really suited her at the time um, and you know if you look at the film What Happened to Baby Jane, it sort of lends itself well to that era. And the video sort of follows this storyline of Christina, um, how she plays a singer in this sort of jazz bar speakeasy um, and uh, she's sort of fending off this man who is wanting to get her attention because she only has attention for one man and that is her husband. Um, and the film um it is sort of inspired by um, the outcast film Idlewild, which was also directed by Brian Barber, which sort of had this 20s, 30s vision that she was going for. So it's probably why she selected Brian Barber as the director for this music video. Um, and I've read somewhere that initially the music video was going to be shot in her living room And it was going to sort of be this black-and-white video and um, so it'd be really interesting to see um, How that would have turned out Um I think the song is made for a big production and a big video um, uh, So I think the right choice is made there and I remember watching the MTV making the video um when it was released um, Back in the day when MTV actually aired music videos um, and uh, the production behind the music video was done sort of over three days It was like filming a movie movie and they had all these different set pieces and um, that sort of lent themselves well to Christina's vision. And um, so we had the bar speakeasy. We had the girls all around where they're listening to music on the headphones um, and obviously headphones not a thing back in the day so it sort of shows this modern-day twist on a jazz record it really goes for that vision that she's going for and um, and then of course we've got the theatrics at the end with the pyrotechnics and then Christina at the end singing I got trouble uh, draped over a piano with the smoky jazz bar absolutely brilliant one of her best videos I think um, just because it shows the vision so well and she looks gorgeous in it so the song itself is like I said a staple in her in her a- discography so much so it won her a grammy for best female pop vocal performance um at the grammys and um it cemented her uh, as a force to be reckoned with when it came to reinvention and also vocals because she'd already won this with beautiful um with stripped and um, because she'd won it again for, uh, second album in a row um yeah that was it you know we know she's going to be remembered as a vocalist um and and a good reinventor so we've been looking at favorite lyrics and favorite parts of the song um i think you know what my favorite part is it's at the beginning of every podcast it's the ad-lib at the beginning um but my favorite lyric is told my mother my brother my sister and my friends it rolls off the tongue so well it's so catchy um before the do your thing honey bit. That bit just is, is is brilliant to me. I really, really like it. And um, the, the lyrics are so well written. Um, you know, it's a celebration of love. And it just makes you want to get up and dance and celebrate and just be happy. It's a very, very happy song. So absolutely brilliant song, Ain't No Other Man, uh, lead single off Back to Basics. So we've heard about Somebody, Somebody, and we've heard about Ain't No Other Man. But there can only be one winner. So drum roll, please. <laughs> And the winner is... Ain't No Other Man! Congratulations to Ain't No Other Man, of course it had to win, how could this lose? It's one of the most iconic songs, one of my absolute favourite songs of hers, it's my ringtone, so, of course it had to win, commiserations to somebody somebody, Uh, it's a really great song but Ain't No Other Man just had to take the cake here. So, the next episode is all about collaborations. (laughs) It's an unexpected collaboration versus a collaboration with one of her voice contestants. I wonder which ones they are. You'll have to find out. Thank you so much for listening. That is it for today's show. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at XdinaTrackBattle. Peace out. (laughs)